welcome to the Macabre Emporium. Everybody. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. Episode four. Right? Yes. Yeah. Episode we'll say four point five since the Halloween was a bonus. And this is technically almost gonna be another one of our holiday bonus episodes, if you think about it. Uh, not really. I mean it could well, be. Yeah. It With it being, you know, episode four and you getting ready to turn ten times that. Well, Ten times that, even though, you know, this is releasing actually on my birthday. It is. So, happy birthday. Thank you. So, yes, your birthday. Mm -hmm. You're super old. We'll get into that in a little bit. You're not that much farther behind. <laughs> still, still farther behind. But, this is going to be an episode. David is going to bring you guys uh, an actual story. I'm just going to kind of roast him. Wow, really? <laughs> So this is what your secret, like, Kermit the Frog, Fingers of Fury on the typewriters going on the last couple days was about? Yeah. Wow, thanks. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. Wait, actually, let me check my notes here real quick. Okay. With you saying the roast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's kind of similar to one of the things in what I'm doing for this episode. Is it? Yes, it is. So, how old are you? I am 40 years old as of today. Correct. And we're going to simplify it for, you know, those that need simplifying in the least, you know, uh, painful way for you. What do you mean simplify? You should be asking what I mean in the most or in the least painful way. Okay, so maybe I should start using an old man voice about it. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> what do you mean by the most least painful way? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow. So you're 40. Yes. You're 190 in dog years. <laughs> that was it? That was the big roast? You're 223 in cat years. You've spent 14,600 days on Earth. You've been breathing for how many weeks do you think? Too many. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> 2,085. You're 480 months old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know how toddlers wear like 2T, 3T depending yeah. Depending on age, you're in like a 480T. <laughs> so that's what that measurement actually is, is months on children's uh, clothing? I believe so, yeah. Oh, like okay. it's, I think it correlates. Yeah. So as of 830 today, you were 21 million, 21,904 minutes old. Now, or what does 830 have to do with anything? It's just the time I picked. Okay. <clears throat> to give it an accurate you know okay now is it 8 30 in the morning or 8 30 in the morning okay yes so uh one billion two hundred and sixty one three hundred and fourteen thousand six hundred and ninety seven seconds old as of 8 30 this morning so i'd say you're pretty old <laughs> well thanks i'm sorry you didn't throw in the old the, you know the classic you're older than dirt dirt formed around you what i've never heard that you never heard of that one nope you never, never also heard. heard about, you know, you're as old enough to see rainbows when they were still in black and white? No. You never heard of that one either? No. No. Nope. So. <clears throat> so. Just a couple, just a couple fun facts about your, your birth date. Not oh. the year. 
Oh, I thought you were done. I thought in here I thought <laughs> we were done roasting me. Or no, are you done? This this isn't real. This this part's not roasty. Okay. Uh, you share a birthday with Lou Ferrigno. You know who that is. The original Incredible Hulk. Yes. Yes. Um, with Cisco, you also know who that is. Yeah, I'm sure everybody our age knows who Cisco is. Sing it. I am not singing that song. <laughs> Lame. Um, Ryan Murphy. No idea. The creator of American Horror Story. Okay. Okay. And Big Nose Kate, she's a prostitute in Slovakia. I don't know. It was just on this this thing I was okay. reading about people born on November 9th. I don't know. Maybe there could be an episode later on. I would just like to know why they called her Big Nose Kate. Because I saw a picture and she didn't really have a big nose. I don't know. It's like calling really big guys tiny, maybe. Um, could be. Um. So... With your birth date being November 9th, mm-hmm. you were more than likely conceived the week of Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, I already configured, I figured that one out. <laughs> yep. Which, something I forgot to add in, that the most average birth date of the United States is October 5th. Okay. Let well, me we're guess. not talking about October. All right. So, but I was just, another one of the whole fun fact things I had oh. in there. Which is not in what my right. topic of this week is, and it's not in there, but it's along those lines. Okay. People born in November are said to be excellent sleepers, and that's no joke because you sleep like the fucking dead. <laughs> when you're out, you're out. They also say that people in November are more likely to be left-handed. Oh, yeah. You also tick that box. So hooray on on being November stereotype. Yay. Yay. Okay. I'm going to quiz you about the day you were born. Okay. Let's see how much you know. This might be because I actually fail. What's your birth flower? My birth flower? No idea. Really? Yeah, really. It's a chrysanthemum. Guys, don't pay attention to things like that, really. What's your birthstone? Once again, I have no idea. Really? Yes. I want to say it's like amber, I think. Nope. It's a weird brownish yellow color, if I remember correctly. Topaz and citrine. What day of the week were you born on? I don't know, but I'm sure you figured it out. It's a Tuesday. What? Just the... What? What, that you're surprising I'm failing a quiz here for once? No. Okay. What is your ruling planet? My ruling planet? Yep. I'm not in big that big into Australia. I know like what my zodiac sign is and all that, but that's about it. I don't even know what your rule. I don't even know what that shit means. I just put it on here because I know you wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, of course, you, you know the twelve-year-old in me is gonna have to say Uranus. <laughs> it's Pluto. Who was president when you were born? Uh, either Jimmy Carter or Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. What was the number one song? On the day you were born. I have no idea. I'm sure I've heard the song. You have. Oh. Uh, Up Where We Belong by Joe Crocker and Jennifer Wardens. I've heard of Joe Crocker, but I've probably not actually heard the song. I guarantee you have. And we'll have to listen, for it, listen <clears throat> to it later. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, I found just random tweets from people that were giving, like, their little tidbits about being 40 or just turning 40. Okay. So somebody said part of being 40 is not liking a single song in America's top 40, which 
you really don't anyways. Right. Yeah, because our entire <laughs> vinyl collection, half the names in there, nobody's ever going to fucking heard of anyhow. No. Uh, another says, welcome to your 40s. You don't even know why you're angry. <laughs> no, I know why I'm angry most of the time. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Okay. You sound a little angry. No? Yeah, and as and as you're assuming that I am, that's what's making me angry. See, I know. <laughs> I feel like I've said that before. Welcome to your 40s, where you have no idea what you did to cause the pain you're feeling. <laughs> and I know you know this one. Yeah, yeah. It's more or less the bruising, the bruises that they catch you find out. And you're like, how did that happen? Like, I have no fucking idea. Yep. Uh, this guy said, my, dra- my dad tried to warn me about my nose hair and that it would become an issue in my 40s, but I didn't listen. Now it looks like it's trying to escape my face when I sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe time to get some nose hair clippers. Just as a precaution ahead of time. <laughs> yeah. For the jungle appears out of nowhere by tomorrow Welcome morning. To the jungle. Yes. Another person said, if you've ever wondered if you're getting old, ask yourself this question. Have you ever bought expensive cheese? Therein lies your answer. Like, how expensive are we talking here? I don't think we're talking, like, went to France for cheese kind of expensive, but we have definitely spent a lot of money on cheese. Yeah, well, that, here's the thing. We were buying cheese in bulk in logs, and we didn't consume all of that ourselves. <laughs> no, we didn't, but still buy a lot of cheese. Okay. And in our personal experience on aging, you know you're old when you hear Slipknot on the classic radio station. Shut up. That's already happened. <laughs> I know. That's why I said in our personal mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, I know. Don't remind me. It's also a Green Day basket case I heard once, too. On the classic. Well, yep. yeah. Also, when you hear a little shithead kid talking at the table next to you at Culver's about oh, how in the, in old the days, olden days, people got to leave school for lunch. Yeah. That was our days. Yeah, the look on your face when you heard that little kid say that was great. <laughs> yep. Never wanted to throttle somebody in the dome so hard. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's all I it? got. So that's all you have? That's all, I told you there wasn't much. Oh, I get that. Trying to find shit on your birthday was not, obviously right. not easy. So with what I had decided to go on this week, I was going to maybe do something related in the fire service because that was a big part of my life for about 10 years. I've always had an interest in trains as well. And the guys over at Dark Windows Podcast, they have an obsession with doing train robberies as true crime stuff. Um, but... I found a couple different things that are train related in weird history since like they could be their own subjects. Like one of them is that there was a temporary town in Texas, which became the second most populated city in Texas for about two days. If I remember correctly. Yeah. I never told you about this, but it's, it was called the crash at crush Texas, which I've already started writing it, which it'll be an episode probably here soon. Oh, giving away secrets. Hmm, not too many, because there's a couple more train-related th- train stories I have down that I'm not giving away just yet. That you have on here? My document file, oh, yes. Oh, okay. But I decided, when I was trying to figure that out, you know, with our birthday tradition that we normally have of dinner and a movie of the choice of the birthday celebrant, is the kind of technical term is that I looked up for this. Oh. Um, and get thinking about our birthday tradition of seeing that, I really got to think about it, it's like, when and how the hell, as we as a society, decided that it was acceptable to give a flaming dessert and sing off-key in a group on somebody's birthday? 
So this week I have chosen some of the staples of the birthday party to go. It is my topic this week. I will go over some of the birthday traditions from around the world to close it out. But to get started, we're going to rip this fucking band-aid off and go over the 40th birthday tradition. Oh, there's a 40th birthday tradition? Yes, the over-the-hill party. <clears throat> You've never heard of these? I thought that was for like 50. Well, traditionally, 40 was considered over the hill. Um, but it could be also as early as 30. I've seen on Facebook. Yeah, I know. That's stupid. And you see a lot more of the 30th birthday tradition in women on social media. I've seen like the death of their like their youth when they turn 30 yeah um so where this you originates from is not exactly clear many sources said the 1950s but there is also another big time period where it was also claimed that it came from can you guess which one uh let me guess victorian era the victorian era (laughs) is one of the a lot of some of the sources said but it was about even so we're gonna say it's either one of those two but like there's not a concrete evidence of saying i don't know the victorians were weirdos so i'm i'm, I know. I'm gonna go with victorian era yeah i would too but with over the hill what it usually means is that you're past your prime you're old or you're worn out but i'm sure you can tell with the type of work that i do and things i've done late as of lately that's not the case for me no yeah some of the over the hill birthday traditions usually include tombstone tombstones and all black party decorations I mean, normal for us. (laughs) (laughs) So it'd be like a regular Tuesday. Yay. So, you know, tombstones and creepy paper. (laughs) Multi-pack. Bonus points if you know what show I'm referencing. I do, I do. Well, you don't count. Aww. Um, You also usually have a tombstone-shaped cake or cupcakes with little tombstones on it or Grim Reaper on it. Mm -hmm. Um, As a joke for the birthday celebrant, you would have them, you would give them a walker or a cane to use around the birthday party usually the best friends or the significant other reads off a tongue-in-cheek eulogy for this birthday celebrant as well a gift of elderly care products are usually associated with the -the over-the-hill birthday party oh my goodness wheelchair races and other elderly themed games (laughs) (laughs) okay and if if, you know you really want to go all out you would also have to make the Grim Reaper have an appearance at the birthday party as well, too. Oh, my goodness. Um, out of the list, small list of things that I listed off that you could do for an over-the-hill birthday party, usually they're surprise parties most of the time. Um, what caught me most of my interest was the games of these that people would play. So I'm going to start off with one of the games, like the one that caught my interest mostly was the wheelchair race or the walker race yeah. as well. Um, you would For the walker race, you would have to tie the participant legs to the walker so they couldn't cheat by pick up the walker and run. Oh my god. Um, I did think about looking it up on YouTube for some of these videos, but most of the over-the-hill 40 videos I watched was just like the initial reaction of people walking in, basically. Like, how would that work? If you're trying to walk with a walker? Well, it wasn't probably And they like, tie your legs to the walker? Not like you would in a three-legged race, probably, to where you're like... It's just enough to keep it to where they can't like just pick it up or something. I, I gotcha. Don't know. Okay. Uh, another one of these games is called the Older Than Game. This game involves where everyone sits in a circle and they start listing off things that the celebrant is older than until somebody can't think of anything. <laughs> but with you, that could go on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another one would be not as 
young as you used to be, this is basically where you would play games that require flexibility and agility, like Twister and Operation. Oh, shit. Everybody's trying to throw their back out that day. Yep. Oh, man. I know I should have played Twister. I'm a bird's apart. I'm hips out, Martha. <laughs> Threw my hips out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, the new diet game is another one. With, you know, as we get older, people start to have issues with their stomachs and have to make diet changes and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, so this would game would signify you would also have to start eating bland and pureed foods since you're now Ugh. over the hill. Yeah. So the objective of the new diet game is to, you know, blend foods and put them in little bottles and have the birthday celebrant, you know, sample these food bottles and guess what they are. So now with that bullshit out of the way, even though I don't. I'm not going to say I want to let 40 bother me too much like people, some people do. Like, oh my god, yeah. I'm turning 25 or some shit like that. It's like, shut up. You have not seen nothing yet. <laughs> so with that out of the way, the birthday party in the United States is more modern than you think that it really is. But most of it actually originated in ancient Egypt times. And they're mostly accredited for the origin stories of, you know, the modern day birthday. Uh, the Egyptians didn't celebrate the birthday parties of regular people, but of the pharaohs. Even though the term... Pharaoh is generic term for all of Egyptian kings, but for clarity, I'm only will refer to them as pharaohs. Uh, the Egyptians believed their pharaohs were living gods and were a mediator between them and the gods. When the pharaohs would die or become divine, as they thought, they would celebrate the pharaoh's day of becoming a god. They would track this with lunar calendars, which are based on the stars and the sun's position. So they would use the position of the stars and the sun to track how... Yeah their calendar is and so that's when that they come back around that's when they would celebrate you know their kings becoming a god basically and also the aging greeks is also more likely where the biggest birthday tradition comes from the birthday cake and candles Uh the greeks would like moon-shaped cakes in honor of their god artemis the goddess of childbirth wildlife and the moon artemis would be celebrated and honored with several festivals during the year but I'm going to try this. I locked like a couple of pronunciation guides. Okay. The Monika Festival is most likely where this tradition came from. Uh, during the festival honoring Artemis, round cakes, which are more like a bread at this time, made of dough, honey, and sesame seeds, would be taken to the temples while being presented with a lit torch on both sides of this said cake. Okay. Uh, these torches would represent the rising, the rising and setting sun, being on opposite sides of the cake you know mm-hmm. sun sits in the east and raises in the east sets in the west basically yeah um after they would reach the temple with these cakes they would place the candles on these cakes that would represent the stars and the moon as well the greeks would make their wishes and then they would extinguish extinguish these candles on set on the said cake and believe that the smoke carried the prayers to the heavens to their god artemis huh interesting um, some of the first records of birthday celebrations for common folk were in the time of the ancient Romans, the ancient Romans, which they adapted from the Greeks, but only, but only the birthdays of men were celebrated at this time. Yeah. No women? No women. Why? I couldn't find anything why women, probably because they were considered a, like, lack of a better term, second class citizen and their opinions didn't matter or whatever. Well, fuck that. Well, they didn't start celebrating women's birthdays until around the 12th century. Don't look at me. I'm <laughs> not the one that made these rules back in ancient Roman times with the Greeks and the pagans and all that stuff. You sure about that? Yes. Um, I, I see what you're trying to do there. Mm-hmm. 
Kind of trying to call me as old as the Romans here. Word. Um, any Roman man that turned at the age of 50 would receive a special cake that was also like bread. Typically, this one was made out of wheat flour, olive oil, grated cheese, and honey. Mm. Yeah, I know. That sounds delicious, <laughs> but I'm sure they liked it in their time. The government would designate holidays for their more famous citizens for their birthday parties. Yeah. In the ancient Roman times. This is an interesting fact that even though it has to do with Christianity and whatnot. What? Yeah, I see your eyes rolling over there. And I'm sure like, God, what are they with these people, the Christians? Like I've said before, I have nothing against Christians. This is just an interesting fact about this. The early, and I mean like super early Christians. Mm-hmm. We're talking like Roman time Christians, basically. Okay. Um, they didn't celebrate birthdays. At, at all? At all. They actually thought they were considered evil because of their roots in paganism. Is that like where our Jehovah's Witnesses stemmed from? No. Because they don't do holidays and birthdays. No, and Jehovah's Witnesses is a lot more modern than you think it really is. I oh. think it's like in the 1800s when Jehovah's Witnesses came about. Oh. I don't remember exactly. Um, do you know what exactly paganism is? Because I mean, no, our modern time stuff, paganism is like, oh, oh, I'm pagan. You think of like. I don't know if you can hear our sticky ass cat's paws on the, the yes. table here. The ghost but... decided to jump on the shop counter today while we were recording. So if you hear those little tickies, tacky sounds, it's the cat's feet. Sticky beans. Sticky beans. And now he's going to rub on my microphone. Okay, the ghost, you got to go. Go find some. Go find mice in the store. <clears throat> go find mice in the store somewhere, guy. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> He is a hefty cat. <laughs> uh, 12 pounds of stupid. <laughs> 12 pounds of majestic dumbass. Yeah. Yes, he so, is. Okay. As I was saying, um, do you know exactly what the term pagan actually stands for? Like each, what like, do you mean stands The actual for? definition of what pagan is. Not like, def- not um, true definition. So no. like when you hear pagan, you think of like, uh, you know, witchy shit. Witch- yeah. Okay. Well, paganism is technically... Any religion that's out celebrated outside of mainstream religions. So, you know, like, yeah, that's... Like, just broad spectrum. Yeah. Like, basically, so you'd say, like, main world or mainstream religions would be Catholic, <clears throat> you know, yeah. Protestant, stuff like that, Christ, you know. So anything outside of that would yes. be... Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. And that is the information that I found because when I was researching this, I keep seeing the word pagan, pagan, pagan. Okay. It's like, so what exactly is considered pagan in all this time? Because this actually gave me more of a headache than I thought trying to piece this all together because of how things were worded. So with that said about paganism, these early Christians believed people were born with what they called original sin, meaning we were all born to be sinful and have a built-in urge to disobey God. No. Sorry. Um, these early Christians believed that birthday celebrations were evil because of the pagans having these type of celebrations tied to their gods. So this is why they, that these very, very early Christians thought birthday parties were considered evil and sinful. Uh, they didn't, the Christians, the Christian faith didn't start recognizing. It wasn't until, yeah, fuck, my brain's, it's cause I'm getting so old. It wasn't until the 4th century that the Christians would start celebrating birthday parties with the celebration of the birth of Christ, basically. 
Okay. So then that's when it was no longer evil when, you know, Christ was born, basically. When they deemed it not evil. Yes. Which technically was not, he was actually was not born in December, but that's a whole other episode. <laughs> um, the pagans held their beliefs that you had a personal spirit and it would make an appearance during your birthday celebration as well. As well. Like but, your personal spirit, like your spirit guide or like the spirit of you yourself it didn't really specify i'm going to make the assumption that it would be like a spirit guide basically okay um but they also claimed that demons also would make it an appearance as well too what would demons oh damn yeah. at a birthday party yeah sweet i party with my demons <laughs> so this is where like the birthday noisemakers originated from as well too because they would use noisemakers to drive away these evil spirits and they also would would have create a circle of friends and family around you as an added layer of protection as well too so they would have this barrier to get in between you and them while everybody would be singing and cheering and making as much noise as they can to drive away these evil spirits uh, the birthday cake that we know it as of today holds its origins in germany during what was called kinderfest Kinderfest <laughs> translates into the Festival of Children. Okay. It was... I cannot find a very clear answer exactly what Kinderfest was. In today's time, it's not... I, like, I... I probably I, wouldn't like, be anything good. got on Google and YouTube and, like, watch oh, how much shit on what Kinderfest is. And I never really got a clear answer on what Kinderfest was. Huh. Festival for Children. Yeah. Festival for children or festival of children? It's it a just giant difference. It translated into children's festival, so I'm guessing okay. they're celebrating children in some way, probably like good behavior or something like that. I got you. Yep. During the 17th century is when the modern birthday cake we know today started to take shape. To sum it up briefly, what cakes were kind of like in this time period? Think of like a pound cake. Ugh. Yeah. Those are gross. Um, more elaborate cakes were starting to be made at this time with multiple layers, icing, and decorations this time. But for cakes like that, only the wealthy people could afford these kind of cakes because of the ingredients that, you know, were needed for eggs and sugar and milk and stuff Shit like that. Shit was, like, unobtainable back then or Not what? Not unobtainable. It's just only the wealthy people could afford, like, candies and stuff like that. Ew, because okay. of the process it would take to make yeah things we take for granted now you don't really think about it it was like only considered for rich people you know that's crazy like for example in pirates of the caribbean like all the wealthy people are skinny and it's not yeah. really how it was mostly a lot yeah. of them were larger because they could afford to eat uh. Yeah, I know it sounds weird, but that's what it was. I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. yeah. German children would blow out candles for each year of their life and typically one more for luck. So, for example, if a child was turning five, they would actually blow out six candles. That means I get to put 41 on your birthday cake. Yes, I guess that is what that <laughs> means. Birthday celebrations didn't really become popular for the masses until the industrial until the industrial revolution, since most of the ingredients for the birthday cakes were expensive, as I just said. Only the wealthy could afford them. With the advances of mass production in this time period, with also the combination of the ingredients becoming more available with better production and refinement of raw materials, allowed bakeries to offer, you know, pre-made birthday cakes at a much lower price, so regular people can now afford these kind of you know sweet treats the peasants can eat the cake yeah which actually 
She did not say that. What? Marie Antoinette didn't actually say that. Once again, that's a whole other Oh, something. I was, okay. Oh. <clears throat> it's, not, it's not where you were going with that? No. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So now, as it is, almost like in previous episodes, we made this joke about the Victorian period. <laughs> yeah. I actually could not find some weird-ass shit. You Bir- couldn't? No, I couldn't find any weird-ass shit from the Victorian period about birthday celebrations. I literally Googled some Victorian birthday celebrations in hopes to find something and i cannot find anything so this is the one thing that they're like not sketchy as fuck about no not exactly oh god so in fact this is the time period where this song happy birthday comes from from the victorian era yeah yeah, in that time period yep oh god in 1893 kindergarten teacher patty hill and her sister mildred hill of louisville kentucky or loisville before somebody gets mad at me this is not Louisville. It all depends on you ask. It's either Louisville or Louisville. So I'm throwing both of them out there to cover my bases because I'm too old and cranky to deal with it. Nope, it's Louisville. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, she would compose the lyrics to the song Happy Birthday to the melody of the song called Good Morning to You. compositions of happy birthday didn't show up in print until 1912 in 1935 preston where orm and mrs rr foreman didn't give an actual name that's the just initials were given were credited with the copyright registered through the comp- the summy company in 1988 warner chapel M- music would acquire the summy company for 25 million dollars and along with the rights of the song happy birthday alone are take a guess is it another thing like Happy Birthday? Like the song Happy Birthday that they acquired. <clears throat> I have no idea. Five million dollars is the the rights to their version of Happy Birthday is what it's valued at. That's it? Yeah, yep. Now here's a little bit of weird history for you on it. Did you know until twenty sixteen it was illegal to sing Happy Birthday in public? Where? Anywhere. Why? Because of this copyright. <laughs> but an independent filmmaker by the name of Jennifer Nelson had to pay $1,500 in royalty fees to Warner Chapel Music for using a clip of the song in a documentary she was actually filming about Good Morning to You, the song that Happy Birthday is based off of. Um, she did file a lawsuit not only on the behalf of herself, but for everyone that has ever had to pay this fee to Warner Chapel Music. Uh. That, you know, that, that was part of the lawsuit that they would have to pay these fees back. Um, Warner Chapel Music was making about $2 million a year in royalty fees for the song Happy Birthday. Which was based off of a different song. Yeah. So did the people that came up with the Happy Birthday song have to pay royalties to the person that made the good morning or whatever day to you? No, this was that. Yeah, it was a thing, but <clears throat> since it was their own original composition, basically, I believe, I couldn't find a whole lot of information. But that would be like sampling now. They still got to pay royalties. Well, maybe... Just because they used the music and it was their own lyrics that kind of overshadowed it, it, you know. It's kind of like, I'm trying to think of the song, was it Under Pressure and... uh, Ice Ice Baby. How that's always been like one of those disputed things if he ripped the song or not. But it's just that itty bitty ting. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, that's what changes (laughs) it. Documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So with this lawsuit, 
she actually won the case. Really? She actually had won this case because Warner Chapel Hill copyright was for a very specific piano arrangement from 1935 and not the song itself. So the judges ruled that their copyright claim was now invalid because okay. their version is only for this piano arrangement, not the entire song itself that they claimed that they you know, were collecting all these royalties from. Right. Um, one of the big piece of evidence that she like submitted to it was a hymnal book called Harvest Hymns, which has the lyrics of Happy Birthday composed exactly to the music of Good Morning to You from 1924, which okay. almost by 10 years predates their copyright. Huh. So because of this, Warner Chapel settled to pay out $14 million total to everybody that actually paid for this royalty fee. And because of this lawsuit, the original Happy Birthday song by the Hill Sisters is now in public domain, which means you can use it for free and you have to pay no royalties. <laughs> that's, that's stupid. Yeah, I know. It sounds bizarre, but I haven't had a really kind of a weird history thing. And this, and when looking into this origins of ha- the Happy Birthday song, I'm like, huh. This the is Happy Birthday song. The Happy Birthday song. We're not <laughs> doing any more weird holiday shit. Scoopy's <laughs> enough as it is. You <laughs> said herpy birthday herpy birthday to you <laughs> anyhow moving along oh, um no. and i want to finish this but out but there's one thing i know i didn't bring up really okay. is a tradition of the origins of giving birthday presents uh-huh. information was so obscure on it that i couldn't really find anything you know a lot of it came in between once again between pagans and christianity believes that the three wise men visiting you know the birth of little baby jesus in a manger far far away Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but in my personal opinion um since most what quote-unquote pagan religions as you know christianity would call most stuff outside of theirs as we also learned tonight yes that i would say that it falls along the origins of pagan traditions of making offerings to their gods okay and makes more it, that honestly makes more sense to me because you know they're, yeah they're giving the you know off giving these offerings as you know a gift so yeah it makes more sense to me that way definitely um i want to close out my little bit tidbit today okay with some you know birthday traditions from around the world oh this should be good so starting with your number one country that i know you want to visit ireland yes uh, you are flipped upside down, and someone will give you light bumps on your head for each year, plus one for good luck. Okay, so we're not going to Ireland on my birthday. <laughs> uh, if you make it through 21 years of head bumps, you get a set of keys symbolized unlocking the door to your future. Also, a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> In Brazil, children are told to protect their ears on their birthdays as friends and family members pull on their ears for each year of life in hopes you grow old enough for them to reach the ground <laughs> your ears yeah but if you're a female like your tits are gonna do that anyways well, guys why, have, you know, why like, make the ears have you ever seen the movie bad grandpa yeah yeah there you go the guys have the same problem too oh your tits sag too <laughs> no not my tits i'm talking about my chicken skin duffel bag <laughs> <laughs> chicken skin duffel bag chicken skin duffel bag okay <laughs> um russia italy and argentina practice this tradition as well <laughs> oh i'm so stupid in north korea nobody is allowed to have a birthday on july 8th and december 17th why 
These are the death dates of Kim Il-sung and Kim, and Kim Jong-il, former leaders of North Korea. This is their death dates. But anybody born on July before uh, anyone born on July 8th, 1994 can legally change their birthday. Anyone else, their birthdays are displaced to the days after. So if you're born on July 8th, your birthday is actually July 9th. That is dumb as fuck. That's just how they honor their, you know, their leadership there. You got to remember, cultures are different in the rest of the world than they are in the United States. It is what it is. It is. In Russia, um, like I said already, they do the ear, the weird ear pulley thing. Yeah. Um, they actually have a clothesline with presents for the attending children. Okay. And they also, they don't commonly have a cake for birthdays. You usually get a pie in Russia instead of a traditional birthday cake. A hair pie? Mm, probably <laughs> over a certain age you do. <laughs> in Denmark, you don't use tr- traditional birthday celebrations. It's You use actually the Danish, the Danish flag. For what? Or any type of birthday decoration. You put it on the flag and cakes, plates, everything on your birthday instead didn't couldn't find a clear answer to how this like started. you just put it all on top of the flag no you use flag decorations not like the actual oh, flag i thought you were saying like drape a flag over the table and then put everything on top of it i mean you probably could do that but i'm gonna i guess that they probably you know have the same flag courtesies as we do here in the united states that you wouldn't do something like that i'm just making an assumption on that bit there um inuit cultures yeah you know what that is native american yes more or less, I'm not using the term because it's now considered... Eskimo? Yes, I wasn't going to use it because it's considered racist now. You, There's not many people that are going to know the word Inuit. But okay. if you say, you know, an Eskimo person, they're going to know what you're talking about. Okay. In Inuit cultures, coming of age is at the age of 12, where they are taken out in the wilderness with their fathers to test their hunting skills and get acclimated to the most harsh Arctic weather. So, yeah. If you think you're staying warm and dry when you're 12 years old and, you know, in Inuit cultures, you know, that's not the case. It's like, come on, get out there. We're going to go find some seals. Uh, Canadians have a tradition of greasing the end of the celebrant's nose with butter to ward off bad luck. I'm wondering if during the 19th century when margarine was illegal that this came about. Why? That might be another episode. Oh, did you already find that out? No, yeah, I've actually heard about it on Ridiculous History. Oh. And I just, and I it just, the whole listening about that in itself is quite interesting. It's like, why? Huh. And <clears throat> the things that they had to do with, with margarine to differentiate if it was butter or margarine. But actually, in this, you know what? Uh, actually, in this time period, there's only one place in Canada that margarine was still legal. But anyway, that's a whole other episode. And in Australia, usually give their children what they call fairy bread fairy bread yep and it's super simple it's basically just butter bread covered in sprinkles oh yeah yeah think about it Jerry. <laughs> it's like princess toast the commercial yeah that's okay. yeah that's basically all it is but they call it um fairy, bread. It, fairy bread yes huh so that's a little bit about different cultures and you know birthday celebrations and whatnot that's weird other people are weird no they're not really weird i mean they could find things that we do weird. I can find things that we do weird. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would think, oh, you guys are so fucking weird. Or stupid. So anyhow. Or both. Or that? I don't know. Huh. 
That was a lot. Like, I get now why you said that it was a lot of, like... Yeah, like, trying to piece... Countersecting or intersect, like, just... Yeah, and the shitty part is a lot of the trying to find this information, it was just copied and pasted and, like, reading different websites. It's uh-huh. like, there's one site that I use. I should... I use it more of a very loose guide on what things to look for because of yeah. reading that and then against another one that had the same things. Uh-huh. It was completely wrong from compared to that on wikipedia and other credible news sites that were about it like one of them i literally used was a from a greek reporter about birthday cases like okay this guy he's gonna be the most definitive source on cake you know origins basically because everything led to the greeks towards that right but everything else in between was you know the whole string theory from true crime cases yeah you know is how this one came about. And I just like, why the fuck did I pick this? <laughs> well, this should be super easy since I can't figure out anything else. Fuck, was I wrong? It's <laughs> oh, melting my 40-year-old brain trying to do this. Yep. I'm technically 39 at the time. But I was writing it out. Still old. Yeah. So, you have anything else? Uh, Social medias. <laughs> that was aggressive. That was a little aggressive. Social medias. <laughs> like phones scrape on the things, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you said. But yeah, do all that. Uh, our website is now live. Yes, we have a website because in a rush I bought a domain name and didn't know what to fucking do with it. <laughs> so I figured out what the fuck to do with it. Um, you can see it at macabemporiumpodcast.com. You can join our Facebook group as well as uh, subscribing to our channel on YouTube just by searching Macabre Emporium on both. We have a Twitter at Macabre Emporium. And if you have any stories of the paranormal, like your local true crime stories, weird shit that you want us to look into and possibly do an episode on, you can always email us at, at macabemporiumpod <laughs> at gmail.com. My mouth did not want to say that. I, we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah. On anything that you might have, you know, something to say. Even though we're releasing, you know, every other week as of right now. But if you need some other filler with similar topics to what, you know, that we've covered, like true crime. I mean, we haven't really done paranormal. I don't think we have. No, I think my next one, I might do a paranormal. Oh, maybe I might do a cryptid or something. Might have to find one, a second one, because this, yeah. the one that I have already written up from long ago. Or an urban legend of some sort. Yeah, because the one I've written up long ago is there, it like literally can be debunked with a YouTube video that I have saved to show you. Oh, that's fine. But it's still fun hearing the legend behind it. But back yeah. on track on where I was going, I was saying with this, um, if you like hearing like the true crime stuff, weird history kind of thing, um, go check out the guys over at Dark Windows Podcast. They've helped Sarah and I out quite a bit, and he keeps tremendously. Yeah, and he keeps Kevin Carlton over there keeps shouting us out. So it's like I'm repaying the favor now and shouting him out. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Another Kevin that can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Which, from what I understand, that uh, he still has not listened to our podcast yet, and he also thinks it's okay to use soap in a cast iron. What? Yeah, Kevin H. thinks it's okay to use soap in a cast iron. 
That's if I don't know if you paid attention to the Griffiths of Complete Shit Show about that. In I, yeah, I've seen the stuff in there about the cast. You specifically posting <laughs> a lot of shit about making reference to the so, cast. So yeah, iron. if you guys end up liking their show, look up their group on you know Facebook. Tell them you know the proprietors of the Macabre Emporium shop sent you over. Yep. And you know, let Kevin H know how wrong he is about cast iron or something. Yeah. <laughs> he likes the abuse from fans. Don't let him pull you. He does. So anything. So I'm thinking it's about time we close up the Emporium for the day, Sarah. What do you think? I agree. So until next time. Remember to creep it real. So, sorry, I'm thinking it might be time to close up the Emporium today. I agree. And remember. Always creep it real. That's not it. Remember to creep it real. That's because you said remember. All right. Last time. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe this will be it. We're going to keep fucking it up. <laughs> okay. Let's do this. All right. Well, sir, I'm thinking it might be time to close up the Emporium for today. I agree. And God damn it. Now I can't remember. Okay, if you fuck up one more time, we're going to switch it and I'm going to do it. Okay, that's the problem. You got me all fucked up for screwing it up for one week. It's got me all <laughs> fucked up now. Anyhow, so Sarah, I think it might be time to close up the Emporium for today. I agree. So, fucking God damn it. <laughs> now I'm so worried about fucking it up. Where's, where's episode zero? Where's huh. episode zero? Okay, so I'm thinking about time we close up the important for the day, Sarah. What do you think? I agree. So until next time. <laughs> Remember to creep it real. <laughs> real stupid. <laughs> All right, do we actually want to try and record that where we're not fucking laughing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. God.